very weird to be uh, you. Hello, sure hello. All... No, this is great. Is it? Joe, let me get a little Are from you. Are you sure? Hey, it's me, Here, Joe. just go over just a little okay. bit more. And then Joe, just a little bit more. Hi, it's yes. me, Joe. Oh, Hello, this sir. is fantastic. It's me, Joe, from earlier. Yeah. Um, really, you you've only me. ever been on the show like once one, before. One time. It was uh, you've only ever been on it like <laughs> yeah. once. Yeah. What am I? This sounds really good. It does? I'm quite pleased with the way that it sounds. Good. Don't worry. I'll reference yeah, it for let me get I want you to get, just get, to get as comfortable as you need. Get you real sound comfortable. Great. How's this We're right all here? friends That sounds here. great. This that is good. Great. Your, your you? gun is digging into cool. my hip. I'm good. Um, are you good? I'm Do great. Do you feel good? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this sounds really, <laughs> this sounds great. Thank you for getting that. Yes. Um... Hello, and welcome to Carry On, the Sex and the City podcast. I'm your host, S. Cat Knipe, soon to be Catherine Wells. Yes, Ooh. and I'm your host, Alec, big African-American cock, <laughs> Wells. Jesus, Lord have right mercy. And with us tonight is the intelligent, the incomparable, the incomprehensible... The incomplete, because he's got more he wants to do with his life and won't stop inspiring and aspiring, <laughs> Joe Gillette. Oh, welcome, Joe. Thank Say hello to me. all your fans. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. All the fans out there. Thank you for all your undying <laughs> support. And Joe love. is a fantastic musician. Thank you. Yeah. Joe is an incredible actor. Thank you. Joe is a man of philosophy. Oh, wow. Of it's true. humor. Uh-huh. Of, you're a great conversationalist. Thank you. And I believe in 2015, coming by someone who can hold a conversation. Yeah. yeah. Is a rarity. You if know what? You yeah. are, uh, if you're a Carry On fan, you've heard Joe before. Yeah, once Only before. once before. And I'll put it in the description of this episode. I'll, I'll put a link to his previous episode, which off the top of my head, I can't remember. Because yeah. we've done, oh, at this, at this, we've done 35 episodes. Yes, that's right. Uh, this is our, well, this is our 35th. So, yeah. excuse me if I don't remember which episode, but I think it is actually a crime that this is only the second time you've been on. Yeah. I'm so happy to be it's here. It's really sad. It's yes. such a pleasure to have you won't you take me down to jokamo we'll get yes. there fast and then we'll take it slow <laughs> and all those compliments i mean you heard it here first you yeah, did you heard it here first and and hopefully won't be the last time hopefully. either yeah. yeah um joe if people want to hear your music if yeah. people want to know where they can find you mm-hmm. um let's talk about your twitter and instagram real quick let's hit me with it. those handles my handles are very easy it's all just at joe gillette at Joe Gillette. Mm-hmm. And then like the razor, G-I-L-L-E-T-T-E. Mm-hmm. Like yes. the razor. Yeah. Two L's, two T's. That's what I say to myself, actually. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anytime I have to type your name out, um, which shouldn't be often, but maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm searching for you on Facebook a lot yeah. or something. Yeah. But I had to remind myself, maybe it was the first episode we did with you where I was like having to get it right. Mm-hmm. But in my head, I was like, it's two L's, two T's, two L's, two T's. Mm-hmm. So I say yeah. that to myself out loud when I'm alone. I always wonder about my last name, like when people see it or I say it aloud. What's the first thing that, that comes I feel like to your they're mind? probably thinking that's got to be a made up stage name because it's too cool. Joe yeah. Gillette. 
Gillette yeah. is a it's way too cool. Oh good. I'm it's happy very to hear strong. That. It yeah. is really strong. But also the most important thing I think is go like buy his EP or whatever. Yeah. Please buy my so EP. So you can go on Apple's internet tunes yes. and find your <laughs> yes. electronic And you can album. listen on Spotify yes, and yes. really everywhere and you won't be disappointed. I literally less than a month ago was listening to one of his songs and weeping openly inside my car and people looked at me and thought I was crazy. Oh, I so you should really yes, go please. buy his go music. It it's not it. expensive. Just yes. do it. Go yeah. find it Don't on Spotify. I go pick it up for Sam Goody. I like to think about it this way. <laughs> Sam Goody, that's right. With Steve Brady. I think about it this way. For $5, yeah. you can own something I spent months of my life on for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's a pretty good deal. I'd say that's a great deal. Yes. And the music happens to be very good, too. I'm proud of it. I would give you $5 even if it was terrible because you spent months on it. But appreciate that. bonus, it's really, <laughs> yeah, really good. Yeah, that's the bonus. The bonus yeah. is you'll actually, I think, enjoy it, and I'm super proud of it. And there was a lot of super talented people involved in making it. And I want as many people here as possible. Um, well, and with that said, why don't we play a, a little bit of oh, it right sh- oh, now? Oh, that's such a great idea. Yeah. I feel nothing. All I want is your skin and bone. All I want is your skin and bones So don't you cry Don't you call Cause when the fires burn And the sky falls When there's no one left see why you should go pick it up immediately i'm openly weeping again yeah all over my big black ass yeah yeah we're gonna have to guys clean i'm sorry the that was a now. reference to the episode. episode i'm sorry it's just this was a really problematic episode and i shouldn't have quoted that line Ahead from it time. but i've had some wine and well, that's what came out as big black ass mm-hmm. well Joe, i have a big white ass yeah. we've got a lot to talk about sure on this evening's episode about not only sex mm-hmm. But the city as well. (laughs) We just finished all three together watching season three, episode five, entitled No Ifs, Ands, or Buts, which aired July 9th, 2000, written by Michael Patrick King. What up, MPK? Love MPK. Directed by Nicole Hall of Thing. And she is nothing to sneeze at. She also has directed episodes of Orange is the New Black, uh, Inside Amy Schumer, Mm. um, The Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt, and Parks and Rec, among others. So she directs lots of things. That's great. She's, She's still getting her life. Yeah, and and on great shows. And yeah. she gave us that shot of from the floor up of Samantha, mm-hmm. which I think we're all thankful for. Samantha yeah. was Those not shoes. toe up from the floor no. up. No, she, she was looked toe good. 
Just sure. Looked good. From the flow, dude. Well, I want to just say before we really dive into it that in the in the canon of canons of Sex in the City, if we're being canonical here, mm-hmm. this what is did a big you call one. Me? It this is. is a huge yeah. Why episode. Why is it a big one, Alec? Tell us. This is a big episode because here we introduce one of the two great loves that Carrie Bradshaw has in her life, at least up, up Pop to the Tart? point. Where you been and what you been doing? It's Aiden Shaw. And that's Aiden Shaw, played by Northern Exposure's John Corbett. Very true. Who is... Listen, people, back in the day when the show was on, and even to this day, you'll find two kinds of people in the world. The Mr. Big people and the Aiden people. Joe, go on. Wow. I don't actually know how you feel about this. I don't either. And I'll bet you have an opinion. You know what? I am a big person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So am I. Yeah. I and, And... and it was interesting rewatching this episode when we when we meet Aiden. I think it's we're gonna get into this. Yeah, yeah I know we we're are. gonna get into this. Yeah. But if I can say knowing we're gonna get into this, um, I think Big is accepting immediately of all that Carrie is, mm-hmm. and and Aiden is somebody that Carrie has to make big changes for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like from a, moment one, really right away, mm-hmm. and I think that um, you know, and that, and I think you're right. There are people that would want one or the other. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. think that's a bad thing. Yeah, you know, um, but I, but it's immediately noticeable that I think Big is just like, yeah, whatever Carrie is, I want that. Mm-hmm. There's something I think that's pure and intentional about Aiden and unabashed and uncomplicated. Yeah. And that I think is attractive to to uh well, I don't know if I should say most people, but to me certainly. I think Aiden has a lot of great qualities and I it feels to me like, you know, I I haven't watched this episode with commentary or heard much of what um, Michael Patrick King or anyone has to say about Aiden, but I do know that, for example, they thought very deeply about Burger, which we haven't gotten to, and that'll be a couple seasons from now, but where they talk about how Burger and Carrie are great on paper. They're bibbidi-bobbidi. They talk, talk, talk. They have a lot of really great banter, but when it comes down to, like, the nitty-gritty, they can't really communicate. Um, so I wonder what they would say about Aiden, and if I had to um, sort of hypothesize about that. I feel like I would, I would say that their their idea with Aiden is that Aiden per, Aiden exemplifies something that Carrie aspires to. Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, um, and it's not that she doesn't strive for anything with Big. It's just that it's a it's this is very specifically a situation where Carrie sees something that epitomizes like something she wants, mm-hmm. and Aiden's the opposite of Big. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's everything Big isn't. He's yeah. open. He's available. His light is on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and she and hers in some ways isn't. She's not ready to be. I don't think as open as Aiden is, but she yeah. wants to be. Yeah. Well, and I think that your observation about Aiden is really astute and one I hadn't really uh, thought about before, which is, you know, he wants her to quit smoking. Mm-hmm. He's, um, you know, he's the guy who stays at home and eats a bucket of fried chicken. <laughs> like that's his thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that, but, but he is not big and big and Carrie are much more ultimately, um, made for each other just in, 
not only um, their their attraction for one another, but their lifestyle, which yeah. I think is really important in yeah. finding a mate, is that your lifestyles match. And the reason people say, oh, it's Big or Aiden, is not necessarily because, you know, Carrie and Aiden match in some kind of perfect way, but because the writers never give us a reason to dislike Aiden. Mm. And I think that's cool. I'm glad that they didn't give him some ultimate flaw that made you yeah. say oh this well she definitely should should not be with Aiden because life is sloppier than that mm. you know sometimes the person you're not supposed to be with is a perfectly nice incredible. and awesome human being it's just not the perfectly nice and awesome human being for you mm-hmm. you know and um, that's a really loud plane yeah I'll wait for that to pass uh, why would there be a plane in our professional studio that's definitely not our apartment it's really strange. I will take this moment to drink it. <laughs> Make a loud slurping noise. Uh, that, yeah. <laughs> Neither yes. one of those were slurps. Um, let's. We'll get back to Aiden, but yes. Joe, I want to hear you explain how this episode begins. Please uh, gig us off. This yeah. episode begins um, how a lot of first dates end. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which is with this... Awkward or amazing first kiss, the yeah. good night kiss. Yes, and we have um, Charlotte is being bombarded, yeah, mm. by her date's tongue. Mm-hmm. Um, after what seemingly would have been like a nice night out, yeah, uh, they seemed like they enjoyed each other's company, and there was this yeah. implied attraction. And here we go, we're about to kiss, and then he's like got some story where somebody didn't tell him mm-hmm. that that is not okay to just lash your tongue around someone's face and literally yeah. lick yeah their face yeah. which which and their brings chin up and their this nose. whole idea of like bad kissing and if it is a deal breaker or yes Ew. i mean all around my mouth Ew. How do you think I felt his tongue actually licked my teeth? I don't get it. Did he want to fuck you or floss you? Bad kissers are the worst. The worst. When it comes to the worst, they're at the top. The top of the worst. He has these sweet little lips. I thought he would be a good kisser. See, that's the scary thing. You can never tell. They look totally normal. Until their pointy tongue is darting in and out of your mouth. Oh, the stabby little pointy tongue. That is the worst of the worst. <laughs> no, 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 no. What's worse is when they expect you to do all the work and their tongue just lays there in your mouth like a Wow. Ew. A lamb mouth. That's the worst. At that point, I say, get that thing out of my mouth, put it in a cab, and take his lazy ass home. You dumb a guy because of a bad kiss? Honey, you have to. I mean, if their tongue's just going to lay there, what do you think their dick's going to do? Point taken. Maybe we can work on it. it practice no, no, makes no, perfect. No, 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 Dump him. A bad kisser is a non-negotiable. I am not going to dump Brad just because of that. Then might I suggest you change his name from Brad to Bad? But I really like him. I mean, well, I did until... Until his tongue was in your stomach. And people seem... I mean, the gals seem very adamant that it absolutely is. Yeah, there's some dinnertime conversation. And pretty much all of the women, besides Charlotte, who's the one who experienced the Mm -hmm. brunt of this bad kissing, feel that, okay, kick this guy to the curb. Yes. Yes. Um, You know, I think that what's great about this storyline is clearly they did it, and um, it was a little tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I really love, I just have to say, I love the look on Kristen Davis's face when he's finishing up his slurping of her. I don't know if anyone else noticed it, but it's yeah. she's so good. Yeah. It's, this is mm-hmm. just one of those beautiful glimmers of like the fact that she's a genius comedic actress. Also, the, the, the intense saliva, the intense amount mm-hmm. of saliva exchanged in this episode mm-hmm. and on to faces mm-hmm. um, made me think about this this HBO um, extras contract that went viral recently. Yes, I just for saw Westworld. That. Yes. Alec, do you know about this? I, yep, I know. Where they're like they're telling the ex. Now, to to be fair, HBO was like, no, Central Casting wrote that. We didn't say that. Right. I mean, whatever. But the bottom line is, this this contract went public that said that the actors understood needed to understand before signing this that they would be expected to engage in possibly genital on genital naked contact yep. riding someone bareback uh, like literally someone's someone's on all fours and you're yes. putting your penis mm-hmm. and or vagina on their Story naked back or yes, vice versa I know, Joe stop or, it I can't record when you're on me like or pa- get having their um, pubic region painted having their yeah. genitals painted yeah. Or having and like pubic wigs, pubic right? wigs, which whatever you know, are also known and whatnot. as merkins. They're yeah. merkins, but which I feel like we all already wear. Yeah, of yeah, course. Of course. You know I, mean? I don't Naturally. leave home without no. it. This reminds me of that Amy Schumer sketch where she's like, "We all have three buttholes," and they're all like, <laughs> "What?" And she's like, "No, I'm kidding. On the count of three, let's all say how many buttholes we have." <laughs> I'm just saying, Israel has the right to defend itself with force against Hamas, which is a terrorist organization. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying Israel is equally, if not more, culpable in their level of provocation. Hey, can we? Maybe just like keep it light. It's a Friday. Wine bar. Wine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just for tonight. Fair. Yeah. True. You know what they say. Opinions are like buttholes. Everybody's got three. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? What? Everybody's got three? Three what? You just said opinions are like buttholes. Everybody has three. Yeah, I mean, you've never heard that expression. It's a. It's like a famous, opinions are like buttholes. Wait, um, just for fun, just how many buttholes does everyone have? Just say it on the count of three. Good idea. Okay, one, two, three. Three. Oh. Do you guys watch Vanderpump Rules or? Amy. What's up? Do you have three buttholes? What? Me? Oh my god, I, I I was kidding. Like obviously I was kidding around. Like that's really weird that you're asking me. It's an expression. It's I, I have the same amount of buttholes you guys have. How many did you guys say you had? It's just one. Yes. Which is what I have. One single solitary standard. It's centered. Come on! I have one butthole, okay? I have one butthole. What are you guys, the butthole police? <laughs> I mean, you have to tell me if you are. <laughs> and then they're like, one, two, three, and everyone goes, one. And she says, three. And then they literally walk out the door, and that's the end of the sketch is her by herself at the wine bar having a cocktail. Yeah, that's hilarious. Because, she, her, well, she's not by herself. She has three buttholes. Yeah. But I just think about Kristen Davis having to deal with um, uh, humans, another mm-hmm. humans, like, mm-hmm. a, like yeah. good thing she's not um, Howie Mandel or whatever oh. and doesn't have, oh, like, an issue with germs, germs because, yeah. ew, anyway. Yeah. They covered not this story well. Gross. Yeah, no, I thought that they, they did it very well. They really had it licked. <laughs> they really did. It wasn't just <laughs> lip service. No. <laughs> um, I, really, I, I really loved this topic because I am a 
firm believer in what they were talking about. Mm. Yes. If Extrapolate, please. Expound, please. Kissing is everything. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. Like, you know. You yep. know it's, 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 it is indicative of everything else. Mm-hmm. And if you're kissing somebody, and it doesn't even have to be like what we saw in this episode is a blatant example of like way over the top bad kissing. Yes. But even sometimes you're kissing somebody and it's not that clear yeah. you know, mm-hmm. to, to maybe an outsider's perspective. They're not but, licking the inside of your nose, exactly. however, yeah. you know. There's like a rhythm that's mm-hmm. not happening. There's maybe just like um, uh, bad habits that, yeah. again, someone maybe hasn't said like, hey, that's not, that doesn't work for most yeah. people or that's a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, but I think that um, we're all really hoping that that kiss goes well yeah. because it is kind of a deal breaker. Even yes. Charlotte later, when on her the night before her wedding to Trey, reveals to the girls, we haven't had sex yet, they're like, are you fucking crazy? And she goes, no, but he's a really good kisser. Yeah. So like later, Charlotte understands that yes. that's important. But yeah. here, she is, and I, you know, I have to commend her for this. She's totally game to like give the guy a shot yeah. and good for her because you know like all the other ladies are like dump his ass and she's like mm-hmm. I don't know yeah yeah. no she was tongue ho about it <laughs> um, now now let me ask yes. Joe Hi. let me ask Joe and Catherine who are both actors yeah um kissing another actor yeah mm. um Talk to me about that. I mean, you know, this is obviously the s- scene with Kristen Davis and this gentleman is different. Yes. A- a- I mean, that's really... Yeah. I'd love to imagine what the lead up to that was. Right. I mean, they I'm sure they were both They both did really, an amazing job. Yeah. yeah and great. you know what? He... I really commend that actor because he was really vulnerable yes. in that moment. Like, yeah, yeah Kristen That's Davis weird. had to put up with it happening, but mm-hmm. he had to really go Get for into it. it. By this point yeah. in time, it's a hit television show, and he's yes. walking up to one of the lead actresses and going like, "All right, I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna destroy your face with my spit." Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm just wondering. I mean, I know neither of you probably had a situation like that, but when you have to kiss somebody, uh, and a fellow actor. Do you talk about it beforehand? Do you leave it to the director to bring up? How, I, how do you deal with that? I really like... Um, I, I In a perfect world, I would like the director to like have thoughts about it. Mm, yeah, um, that helps. Because then it becomes... Because le- there's tension. There's... Because yeah. uh, ten- it's... You know, whether you're... Yes, you're pretending. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something that, you know, has this... Again, I think it has like an sort of an innate level of intimacy, whatever mm-hmm. that level is. You're like yeah. touching mouths with another person. Mm-hmm. And it tends to be, I don't know about your experience, Kat, but it always seems to be saved for last. Mm-hmm. Like, so in that, there's this implication of like, okay, that's like a thing. We're going to deal with that later. Like, and then you guys kiss. And then and it's like... Mm-hmm. Oh, almost always. Always. When you're rehearsing something, yeah, it's like, yeah, and the kiss and Exactly. Whatever. So you wait till the very end. And I think it, yeah, it helps put me at ease when the director has a point of view about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because you're, it's a performance at the end of the day and you want something to be coming across other than like, and then they kiss and you don't want that to fall into. Now it just seems like those people are 
kissing mm-hmm. each other as people mm-hmm. it, it should still be sort of a part of what you're doing mm-hmm. i've i've been in uh a couple of situations i've been in situations where it needed to be serious and that's a whole thing yeah um because you're you're involved in the situation where you know whether or not bo- either one of you are involved in a, um, a romantic relationship outside mm-hmm. of your professional lives or whatever right um you know it's like that weird feeling of like I need this to look like we care and are into each other, but also I need to make sure that they don't think I'm really into them. Mm. And also I need to make sure that um, everyone watching thinks we're into each other. And it's like, it's this whole, but all that happens in a, you know, yeah. a short amount of time in your brain. I've also been in a situation where it's supposed to be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And um, I did that awful, t- it was, people love it. It's fine. It was fun. That TLC show, Sex Sent Me to the ER, mm-hmm. reenacting dumb sexual situations and uh i had to simulate sex and kissing and then pass out in the middle of it mm-hmm. um and uh the thing uh, for me the saving grace for all that was number one it's comedy and whatever focus yeah. on that but number two like i was being paid to be there it was the last couple shots of the day way to put the pressure on because mm-hmm. this is like the crux of the episode um um, but for me, that was really helpful to have like 12 people watching and needing it to go well because we are losing light and we can't, we don't have more time for this mm-hmm. was helpful. And I don't know. It kept, it kept it from being yeah. too, uh, well, there was just no time to worry about it. And I, yeah. Here's yeah. a, here's an awkward situation I was in when I was in a play in college. Um, there was a scene where I was supposed to kiss another girl uh, kiss a girl, not another. It wasn't like a menage a trois. Or it wasn't that uh, you were a girl and you were kissing right, another girl. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, what, what does that say about me? Yeah. But um, the director did something which I thought was incredibly awkward, which she said, she said, okay, now is the kissing part. I'm going to leave the room and let <gasps> no! you guys figure it out. No, that's worse. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, I hate yeah. that. That's and I was, And we were both like, oh, this is so weird. No, yeah. it's um, so much better if a third person is watching it. Yes. I never thought I would say that, but it's true. And uh, and then I had my first um, guy-on-guy kiss mm-hmm. in a play in college, too. Which play? Uh, it was called To Nineveh, and the guy I was kissing I was I Paul North. I know I saw that. I don't remember that. Okay. And, um, I yeah, and uh, that was another one where the director was like, I will leave it to you guys to mm-hmm. figure out making it happen, mm. which uh, in both situations, I would have preferred to in front of other of people. Course. 100%. I remember of doing course. it. I did a play in college where I, I was supposed to have been with this girl for like a year plus. Like we lived together. And so the first kiss that we had was supposed to just be sort of a comfortable, um, familial almost peck. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like coming home from work, a little kiss. And then, Mm -hmm. so that was like nothing. And then there was a moment where we're supposed to sort of run into each other's arms and kiss. And there was like a lack of direction. The director didn't say specifically like what he wanted. And so it, I didn't want to make the girl uncomfortable. She had a boyfriend. And so I was kind of like leaving it up to her, like, following her lead essentially Mm -hmm. and then I remember I was so insulted one day because we were like talking about the show and she was like well and then you just like I don't know I just feel like just kiss me like just kiss me and we had already been performing the show and I was like what what do you mean 
She's like, well, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like you could just like go for it. And I was like, well, you Not never fair. said that. Yeah, like yeah. I didn't know. Like I feel like we're doing what's necessary for the show, but I, yeah, it was like it's this. Like she's m- implying you're not doing it well enough or something. Yeah, and it was just, it was one of those things where I was like, wait a second, you want me to really kiss you? Okay, here we go. Well, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. What does like, that mean? Yeah, so it are was, we grabbing? Be careful ass? what like, you wish what? for. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's unfortunate. Yeah, so I guess approached it in that yeah. way. Yeah, so uh, ultimately, I do think it it's really helpful. I guess the someone. theme is it's yeah, it's it's just always going to be slightly mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Which I have to imagine in this ex- in this episode that that was heavily directed. Yes. Because yeah. it's so specific. Yes. And both actors would probably be laughing in between takes, like, this is ridiculous yes. that yes. we're doing this. Yes. This guy's not just going for it. And, yes. I, and I hope and imagine that Kristen Davis was really an angel about the whole thing yeah. and, you oh, know, yeah. was super cool. Like, I know you got to do what you got to do and, mm-hmm. and go for it, whatever mm-hmm you know, gets the story across, yeah. please make it happen. Yeah. And the ladies have a conversation. So we see Charlotte um, uh, kissing this unfortunate guy yeah. or being attacked by him. And then we see the girls going, Ew! and the ladies uh, are all conferring about this and telling her gross. And she's like, I'm going to give him another shot. And then uh, we learn that they're at a restaurant with uh, that is run by the former food editor, food critic, or something at the New York Star carries mm-hmm. newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, what is it? Soul Food Fusion? I don't Soul know. Soul Food Fusion. Yeah, that's right. There's Say a that five times in there. fast. Soul Food Fusion. Soul and um, <laughs> not to put too fine a point on it, but she's black, and she brings yeah. her black brother. Blood brother, mm-hmm. yeah. Over to there's no. I'm trying to be overly offensive because I I'm afraid if I don't just make it comedy, we're gonna yeah. fall into yeah. the trap of being as terrible as this show was with this topic. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, it's very uncomfortable because whatever. I don't know how to say this. Um. But her she brings her brother over and Samantha is like, I remember you from a party, and he's like, I remember you from a party. Um. And then Samantha says. I want to get me a some of that. And Charlotte's like, you know that's bad. Could he be any cuter? You gotta love a fella who loves the jewelry. Oh, that is one fine looking man. I'd like to get me some of that. Don't talk like that. <laughs> like what? You know. Oh, relax with a knee-jerk liberal reaction. That wasn't black talk. That was sex talk. Okay, first of all, it isn't black talk. It's African-American talk. And you shouldn't be talking like that at all, Samantha. It, it's rude and politically incorrect. Sweetie, a reminder, Samantha is rude and politically incorrect. She's an equal opportunity offender. Precisely. I don't see color. I see conquest. Let's talk about affirmative action. And we enter the territory that is Samantha's storyline, which is pr- problematic, and so please, someone else talk. Fish out of water. Yeah. It's so uncomfortable. Okay, I, I, because I'll say not this. because, like, just because I feel like the show handles it... There's no way I can go back to July 9th, 2000 and and figure out if if the people, if the audience watching this was as cringed out as we are. But I am uncomfortable because I feel like the show doesn't handle it well. And it's weird in there. I see what they're trying to do and I feel like they don't do it. And Alec, please say something. Yeah. uh, Well, okay. Uh, Often Catherine and I will watch Sex and the City when we're trying to go to sleep. 
Um, it's like a great show when you've seen it a bunch of times. Yeah. It's just kind of put on the, in the background. And uh, we never put on this episode. <laughs> and there's two reasons for that. One is the Charlotte storyline, which is the kissing storyline yeah. we just discussed. I think that's a pretty funny storyline. Going from Brad to bad. Oh, well, that line's unforgivable. And uh, and the second reason is this Samantha storyline, which, um, you know, we're recording this in 2015, and uh, this episode, as Catherine mentioned, was made in 2000, but I would say that now we may be even more racially charged mm, sure. than we were then. Yeah. And, um, you know, especially watching this episode, Epithode. I don't know what just happened to me. <laughs> when we were watching this episode, I noticed that I was a nerd. Um, when we were watching this episode, given um, how much is racially charged these days, I was especially sensitive yes. to the fact sure. that I don't think that the race relations in this episode mm-hmm. are... You, uh, mean, you mean you don't like them talking about white get your white pussy away from my brother your big black ass you mean you don't think that's comfortable you don't think that's a fun thing to say to each other i'll say this which is if i knew that this episode was written with the perspective of all races involved and all that dialogue still existed i might be okay with it yeah yeah but i think that this is you know when i was in college like studying film I remember I was really, um, my my eyes were opened by the idea of the male gaze and how all, not male gaze like, oh, hey. No, not gaze, but male plural, gaze, like gaze with a Z. Yeah. By the way, what I just did was offensive too, but <laughs> that's true. a different we're just going episode. There. <laughs> um, um, but that that blew my mind the idea of like oh we see everything through a male's perspective Absolutely. and it's not even something i think about and i think this episode was written through a white gaze matthew and daniel talk about that a lot about how michael patrick king about how sex in the city is a show written about or maybe they don't i someone on who has been on this podcast maybe it was jeremy um but at any rate has mentioned that michael patrick king is writing this show uh, from the perspective of a gay man saying what he thinks, how he thinks women talk. And I get it. There were a lot of strong, amazing women who were, were also in the writer's room for the show. But um, I think that kind of, I don't know, I feel like that's kind of a similar thing. Yeah. Well, um, I just last week, uh, somebody was pointing out to me, I've never seen the Pitch Perfect movies, uh-huh. but I somebody was I, pointing out weird. to me that the Pitch Perfect movies are pretty racist when it comes to the African-American character they have in that movie. And I watched this video where, and again, I hate, I actually hate even talking about this because I'm white and I yes. just don't yeah, even feel like, feels like we have how is right it appropriate to... for me to even talk about this stuff? So I'm gonna kind of just bypass it by saying that we all, the three of us clearly are uncomfortable <laughs> appropriately mm-hmm. With the subject and Sex in the City is is and I, I really mean this in the best way. Sex in the City is popcorn, mm-hmm. and it is a great show about sex and relationships. 
and puns and comedy and sometimes very serious and interesting commentary on relationships, but I don't think it's the kind of show that can tackle race in a single 30-minute episode. No, and that's all they ever did. I feel like... You know, does Carrie ever date a black guy? She she dances with that sexy, you know, multi-ethnic gentleman at the um, Navy yes. Ball or whatever for two seconds and talks to him about how nobody talks about her boyfriend like that. Her boyfriend's the city. Yeah. But I feel like um, it's, it's problematic for, I feel like the, you know, if you really extrapolate it and you go like, okay, this show addressed, this show had black characters in one episode and the it's focused ar- around uh the Their black race. woman is saying i don't want a white woman dating my brother yeah. yeah and pretty much nearly all the dialogue that the maybe that's not true but it feels that way that the that the black male has to say to samantha and that she has to say to him are about things about his culture and race mm-hmm. and it's all just very it's too highlighted um, and, and, you know, I do agree. I love Samantha's line, I don't see color, I see conquests. Mm-hmm. That line could have been, like, turned into a whole episode that wasn't about... I, it just feels well, like they're hyper-focusing yeah. on the racial thing instead of showing... Uh, I, well, well essentially, the, the chef, the... What, what was her name? Adina. Adina, I think. like, her, her racism... Um, sort of comes out of left field yes. yeah. and is just like a plot device because her brother is interested in Samantha. Where To me, it was like, you could have essentially had the same storyline with just someone who was aware of the lifestyle that Samantha leads and mm-hmm. isn't okay with it. Yes. And it's like, no, my brother's like a really sweet guy. You're going to chew He's him up gonna and spit him out. He's going to fall in love with you. I don't and... want you dating him. Mm-hmm. And that could have been a story unto itself. Right. Whereas I feel like they just like This pushed... one's all about Samantha's white pussy. Exactly. And getting it away from yeah. my brother. Exactly. I'll not also... that there aren't people who have those opinions. Like, sure. Uh, you know, not sure, to, sure. but I yeah. see what you're saying. And yeah. I'll also awkwardly point out that this is the <laughs> only time that Samantha or any of the girls gets in a fist fight with another girl and I right. think there's something because the black people are in the episode about, we've got to yeah. have some kind of club fight. Yeah. I it's problematic. It's kind of awkward. Yeah, it is a little it's very um yeah. It's a and, skewed perspective. And it's like it, there's also an awkwardness and trust me, I don't like being a social justice warrior mm-hmm. like I I think that is really annoying Sometimes too. Sometimes I but, like being one, but whatever. Um, but uh, <laughs> y- the fact that, like, you know, Samantha's the hero of the story right. and the black oh. person is the villain, and that's a little oh. bit, like, uncomfortable mm-hmm. too, and that there's reverse racism, yeah. although my friend Roshan would say that there is no such thing as reverse racism because that implies that race has a normal flow right. or, or racism has a normal right. flow. Right, that is a um, weird phrase. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so maybe we'll just like bypass the yeah. story yeah, lines. So the way this, unfortunate. Yeah, the way it all turns <laughs> yeah, out is that the sister says, my brother takes my opinion very seriously. He values it, so you need to back off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the bottom line, I think, that... And, to your point, Joe, is that they could have done the storyline a little more artfully. And, you know, the moral of the story is, yes, this is a a person who values his sister's opinion very much. And who he dates 
uh, long term, which let's all not kid ourselves. Right. Like I hate, I also hate when they try to convince us that Samantha's gonna like be in love with someone, which is I that feel like what they were trying to do too. here, yeah. where she's like, we like each other, we're not just fucking. It's like yeah. since when? Yeah. But um, show me that, please. Yeah. Yes, show me a conversation. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And, like, yeah. and they literally had that conversation right before fucking, by yeah. the way. I'll yes. also point out. Yes. Exactly. And right after fucking. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> so much. It's a fucking sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fucking delicious sandwich. Yeah. So, but, uh, but, you know, they could have, they could have, I guess the moral of the story could have been in a more artfully handled episode, like, yeah, if this guy is going to value his sister's opinion, then, it, you know, there's nothing you can do to become what he needs. But, yeah. uh, no, it's just a mess, I think. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk, um, let's, let's get to the heart of it and then we'll end with, uh, Miranda, mm-hmm. but let's talk Miranda. about the canonical yes. introduction of Mr. Aiden Shaw. So we find Carrie on a wonderful Saturday morning. I love I love thinking about Carrie Bradshaw on a Saturday morning. Yeah. Mm, Don't yes. you? She's very Saturday morning. Ooh, yeah. Like, she has lattes and she reads yeah. fashion magazines. A, yeah. a, a coffee table full of them. I specifically wrote down that I love seeing Carrie in her pajamas. Mm-hmm. Yes. She's yeah. just like, it's what I would want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she's got that little tank top on mm-hmm. and the pajama bottom. She's comfortable. Yeah. She's got those kinky waves. She knows yeah. how to dress it up. She knows how to dress it down. She does. Yeah. She does. She, <laughs> she is just, you know, that moment, that 1999, 2000, Sarah Jessica Parker mm. in yes. her apartment three reading hair. a magazine. Like, she's just perfect. Yeah. She's, she's just perfect and you know i love i love knowing how small she is mm-hmm. too mm, like teeny tiny and see that's one of the reasons i love her with john corbett i'm mm. not saying i'm an aiden shipper yeah, yeah. necessarily i'm just saying that john Cor- corbett is so big such a big guy yeah. and she's so small and he just envelops her uh-huh. yeah. totally and yeah. there's just something very heteronormative about that yes Yes. thank you (laughs) i Um, like it too but it's all you know i recognize what it is but yes it is satisfying yeah it's really satisfying but we're seeing her on this saturday morning it's just for the viewers slash listeners to know it's a friday night when we're recording this so Mm -hmm. i'm just imagining saturday morning and like they they even lit that scene so well that it seemed like 11 a.m or something you know and is there any world is ahead of you yeah there's no better feeling than the majesty of 11 a.m on a saturday morning when the possibilities are limitless and you can do anything with your day it's not even sunday yet (laughs) you have all of saturdays yeah You've got all. You haven't even had to give yourself that Sunday talk where you're like, "No, I have a whole day though." Saturday morning is like sitting on the couch, TV's on, eating cereal out of the box. Yeah, totally. I could cry. Yeah, it's so lovely, Mm. and uh, you want you want Carrie to be there. Yes. Now, Joe, if in 2015 we're. In fact, winding down. We're about to head into 2016 in a co- just sure a, a scant few months. Yeah. Um, would you? How would you react if one of your friends 
uh, just showed up at your apartment door and knocked on on a Saturday morning when you were all set to read your fashion magazines. Here's the thing, guys. Full disclosure, I don't wear a lot of clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Like, I live alone yeah. as yeah. Carrie does. Well, you have a cat. That's true. I that do I have a cat. I haven't met yet. Who is a male. Yeah. And so we both All are our- pantsless a lot. Yeah. yeah. And so for me... Sausage party. Yeah, for me it's like, I th- I actually think about this often because I used to live in an apartment where I had a very, very close friend of mine next door. Mm-hmm. And for a good amount of time, we wouldn't even like lock our door. Mm-hmm. And so we could just sort of like come in and say sure. hi. But then of course you reach a point of diminishing returns where it's like sometimes... You're not in the mood to like be social, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and you really had your heart set on not talking to a human being all day. Uh. Like there are times where I don't use my voice, yes, for an entire day, yes. Um, so flooding my basement yeah, right now. So it's that, the best thing ever. It is, and then I get on the phone, and someone's like, "Did you just wake up?" And I'm like, "No, I just haven't spoken today." Yeah. Uh. Um, so yeah, so watching that scene with her Saturday morning being interrupted, um, I would I think I would have put up more of a fight. Yeah, I would have needed a lot more it. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I would have said like. And I feel like just culturally and um, just where we are now in 2015, uh, we don't uh, show up at people's. No. No. You let a bitch know because Way everybody has time. a cell phone. You have your phone. Why yeah. wouldn't you tell someone? Why you would you just over? show up? I feel like it's different where I'm from. Like I feel like the sort of the small town mentality. Um, whenever I visit home. I feel like people are kind of just showing up sometimes, just yes. at the front door. Mm-hmm. Um, just super annoying. Yeah, they're oh, just driving by. And for me, that's horrifying. Well, yeah. it still it happens when I go home for the holidays and stuff, and it actually, it it I don't know. I get sometimes. I guess it feels you get the warm fuzzies that like people are neighborly and people are popping in. In theory, I feel that way, yeah. but in practice, yeah. I don't. No, because a lot of times <laughs> I'm like watching a movie with my dad and the doorbell rings and I'm like, well, there goes like 35 minutes where this person yep. wants to chat, mm-hmm. you know? I'm yes. Like, Give us a call. We'll tell you we were watching a movie and it's a terrible time to come yeah. over. <laughs> yes. It's also like, what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> do you, don't you have a movie what to watch? Want? What do you want? Yeah, it's weird now that people with you Netflix why people visit other people. Yeah. I don't know. Can we I talk about it. just for a second? This will date this episode, yeah. but um, Netflix and chill. Yes. Yeah. Which is just dying to talk about. That. That's so funny. <laughs> that is Let's so have a thing. conversation. Isn't about it hilarious it? that something like that has been said so many times, uh, like meaningfully? Yeah. Like in real life. Enough yeah. people said, like, hey, you want to come over and watch Netflix and chill? Yeah. That then we talked amongst <sighs> ourselves about that and what that actually means for yeah. the most part. And now it's just, like, a part of the lexicon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, like, oh, that is an implication that you are going to engage in sexual behavior. Yeah. Oh, sure. Person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, now that it's an accepted phrase for that reason... Do you have to find a further and new way to obfuscate your actual <laughs> objective? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, because you could be called out really quickly. Yeah. If you, like, I, I think I said this, I was talking to a friend recently, and I said, the problem with Netflix and chill for me is, like, I mean it. Yeah. Like, if I'm if right. I'm inviting you over to watch Netflix, yeah. you bet your butt we're going to watch that movie. Can yeah. I tell you something that, 
is a little embarrassing. Yeah. Until you just said the thing about that implying sexual relations, mm-hmm. I didn't understand that's what that meant. Oh my I, god. I no, honey, really. I genuinely old. when I hear Netflix and chill, like I've seen that go around the internet and I yeah. thought that meant literally like what let's watch a movie meant. Well, well, which I guess to be fair, when I was sixteen watch a movie meant like yes, I'm yes. That's what that I get it, but I never put the Two now things you know. together. I thought Netflix and Chill was like, let's all. But I mean, hang legit, out. like straight up. Watch a movie. We we did have that, and I'm not I'm not trying to sound old, but it's like I remember like with my first girlfriend and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. like let's go to Blockbuster and get a movie, but yeah. like we knew we weren't really gonna yeah, watch course. the movie. You sure. Know? And this is just I've the still never seen Gone in sixty that. seconds. No. because yeah. which we is, never made it yeah. to the end. Which is great yeah. with Netflix because you can find something that you have absolutely no desire to actually watch. Yeah. Because I think a lot of when I was younger, like I really I mean, I really wanted to watch the movie. Yeah. But I was being pulled in a lot of different directions emotionally. <laughs> That's good. You're being pulled. Yeah. Yeah, we get it, Joe. That too. What was getting pulled? pulled? But so I was conflicted. <laughs> You're like, I really want to get in her pants, but I love yeah. I want to see the end of yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> I don't watch scary movies a lot and I need to get yeah. through this. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, there was a lot of that. Oh. And I think going to the movies was the obviously the real way to watch it. I don't know about you guys. This is a good question for you. I can say this. I've never done anything with anyone in a movie theater. No. Nope. Because when I'm in a movie theater, yeah. it's on purpose. Alec, no, you I, were quiet. I have. <gasps> yeah. Like, what are we talking about? Just making it. Okay, see, I've never even made it. No, me neither. Other than that quick peck before the movie starts. I've been handhold at the most. Yes, 100%. Even that takes me out of it. Yes. It's like you get tunnel vision. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm thinking about how this cute girl, what she's thinking sitting next to me, then I'm not watching the movie anymore. No, it's business time. We paid our money. Yeah. We are having a cinematic experience. Yeah. Yeah. A skinematic experience. Uh, Alec. No, my girlfriend and I in high school went to the movie with this specific intention Sitting of making out. That oh, same whoa. girlfriend and I also went to the movie theater just to buy movie popcorn and then bring it back home. Wow. Yeah, because movie you popcorn is so good. paid your admission to see a film and then just bought No, we went to a movie theater where you could buy the popcorn before, before you, you entered. Yeah, like they, you know, I would do that today. Ticket. Interesting. Yeah, no, it's a great idea. Um, is that okay? Yeah, that's just fine. Okay. Um, right. uh, there was another question I had about that. Well, let's talk about Aiden. Let's yeah. talk about, let's talk about, so... Um, Stanford so, yeah. comes over when Carrie's enjoying her Saturday morning and he says there's a new, uh, opening of this furniture store and, um, you know, the designer's this really cute guy and Carrie says, you know, nothing's going to pull me away. And he says he's single or he's straight or something. And she's like, I'll get my things. And, uh, so <laughs> they, they roll up to this, um, really nice looking furniture sure. store. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd buy the shit that's in there. Yeah, it looks good. And, um, Stanford points out and we see for the first time, John Corbett as mm-hmm. Aiden Shaw. Yeah. And, uh, he, uh, is wearing a Canadian tuxedo. Yes. He's denim wearing on denim. denim on <laughs> denim, but not like the cool 2015. 
18, like they're different color no. denims, you know, yeah. like a dark and a light. And it was that soft wash. Yeah. Like that like it looked really soft to the touch. Yeah. Thing. And mm. the, the, the pants were like tubes. Yes. Like yeah, they were not well fitting at all. And he's got that, he's got that all. flop yes. hair. Yeah. yeah. No, mm. you know what? Like Aiden, Aiden season three is floppy and sloppy. He looks like an old jalopy. Like that but is what Aiden so looks like. But he's so sweet and cute. He is. Listen, I'm a huge fan of Aiden. I know, I know that Matthew Scott Montgomery and Daniel Montgomery, frequent guests on our show. Are you I, listening? Are you guys listening? They cannot stand Aiden, and I don't blame them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't blame them at all, but I'm not I'm not in that same camp as yeah. them. I like Aiden. I yeah. really, really do. I don't think that he and Carrie are meant to no. be together, but I do like him, He's and I find him guy. very charming. Yeah. Um, and I aspire to be like Aiden, just in terms of being a good guy. Mm-hmm. But um, We meet Aiden. We meet Pete. We meet Sweet his Pete dog, dog, and I hate the way... He throws. He manhandles. Why the dog. does he throw the dog twice? <laughs> hey guys, if you're listening to this and you just watched the episode or you haven't watched it yet, please, please watch pay it. special attention to the way that John Corbett pulls the dog off of Carrie and then he throws him. I'd Where argue as hard as he can yeah. underhanded. He Where was Peter on yeah. set? He throws that dog like a. Bale of hay. <laughs> <laughs> it's upsetting. Yeah, Don't watch this yeah. episode, Matthew. Yeah, if yeah, it's true. Like in the it, dog, I, like isn't Matthew told me, or maybe I found it, but we talk about this website called DoesTheDogDie.com oh, that like gosh. tells you in every movie, like does yes. because Matthew it rips him apart. He can't handle it. Not that it, it gives me happy feelings, but I feel like like we need a new website. Like, does the dog get tossed like? Yeah. Like a pumpkin in October. Yeah. Yeah. Like on the street. And the thing is, like in the shot, you see that the dog recovers from the fall. Yeah, he's fine, but I like guess. I think he probably has brain damage. <laughs> like something <laughs> happened. Like definitely that poor dog. something poor went Petey. wrong. Oh, but gosh. you know, the Carrie is very attracted to Aiden. Mm. And it's like, you know, Aiden, the way that they introduce him is perfect because he um not only like do you see that he's charming and he's handsome but he also and i think this is very important heteronormatively that a lot of times women need to see that the guy is excellent in some way mm-hmm. and he's his furniture is all around like yeah. he is excellent yeah. he has something that he cares about and is passionate about well and as carrie and says to stanford obvious. the dog is overkill I think yes, what she's implying right. is like, oh, he's cute and, and makes amazing furniture and has an adorable dog and yes. cares about his fucking dog. Yes. Who yes. does this guy think he is? Like, yes. he's the total package. So, um, they, uh, you know, they have this great zippity-zoppity dialogue and she pretends she lies to him and tells him she's a designer Oof. to get the discount and she Oof. buys a chair from him. To get the discount. There was something oh, Joe, interesting. Go. There was something interesting to me about this, which is, and I'd be curious to know your thoughts on that. That it cuts to voiceover a couple times, um, and I mean throughout the episode with Carrie specifically and her thoughts about Aiden mm-hmm. in real time. Yes. Um, and and the first couple that she has is she realizes how much she likes him because she lies. Yes. She has these little small lies that she tells Mm -hmm. which tell her that oh I really like this guy because I don't want him to know this little thing what a weird litmus test yeah Yeah, a weird personal litmus test that she reveals yeah I mean I'm humiliated it's my fault I shouldn't let him run around loose in the store oh this is your store I had no idea 
as soon as I heard the lie come out of my mouth, I knew I was kind of interested. So I was thinking about that, like, are there things in your, when you've met someone and you are essentially a blank slate yeah. and you can create your best self, mm-hmm. like what, what, you know, are there those little things where you're like, well, I won't tell them that. I wouldn't, yes. I'm not going to reveal this thing because like that could be unattractive, you know, immediately rather than if you get to know me and I'm more of an acquired taste then you might understand those little things about well you know it's interesting that that you bring that up because I think at at the age we are now that our perspective on this is is probably different and more mature which is like just be who you are Mm. Um, because if you're anything other than that eventually it's going to fall apart or you don't want to be with the person because they don't accept you having said that there was a girl that I was really into when I was in high school and she was like a couple years older than me she was in college and um, I was so intimidated by her and nervous that if I knew we were going to get on the phone I would actually write down like topics of conversation like here's what we can talk about here's what I can say that'll be smart or charming or whatever and like of course that's not going to last but I mean there's just no way you can sustain that and um you know and it's the same with lying about Mm -hmm. I do that kind of thing in small ways but it's not just like it's it I guess it has been people I've been romantically interested in but um, I find myself when I really respect and find someone interesting and cool and fun that, um, okay, Lauren Marie, for example, we all know mm-hmm. Lauren. Sure. You know, I think I found myself wearing, like, when I was with her more, like, for rehearsals and stuff or spook night, I would wear, like, more black clothes. Whatever. Who cares? Like, I wear black all the time. Yeah, I have the, I didn't buy this. I had it. <laughs> right. I put this t-shirt on from my closet right. that I already had it Dressed in. to impress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and some of that is just, I think, more about just like, oh, I like this person. I kind of want to assimilate into this. Mm-hmm. Um, which, and I think some of that is what Carrie is wanting to do. But then we see later where Aiden's like, I'm going to eat a bucket of fried chicken, as Alec mentioned. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I want to go out. I mean, you start to see that yeah. as the relationship yeah. progresses, there are key differences that like maybe it's maybe it is sustainable, maybe it isn't, but they're there. Well, yeah, and what's interesting is when we meet Aiden he is in full control mm-hmm. like she wants to get on his level yeah of course a relationship will not stay there mm-hmm. there are going to be flaws revealed yeah. that she's going to have a problem with yeah. but it's interesting that like there is that initial thing where all she is thinking is well i need to do whatever i can do to have this guy like me mm-hmm. she's not thinking about the reverse of that yes, yes. Well, no, she is not. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's really interesting. That and and I think that's really true. Um, so Aiden, uh, he ends up, you know, they go on this great date, and um, at the end of it, uh, they're sitting on the stoop, and Carrie is wondering, like, is this the moment mm-hmm. where we're gonna have our first kiss? And she's saying something like that, um, in her voiceover, and before she does, she pulls out a cigarette. One of the reasons some people still risk the possible horror of a first date is the possible magic of the goodnight kiss at the front door. You know my doggy's obsessed with you. He uh, kept me up talking all night. Her leg, man, her leg. Woo! <laughs> Finally had to say, Pete, 
let her go, man. It's over. <laughs> I have a confession to make. Uh-oh. I'm not a designer. I'm a writer. What was that? Fiction? I wanted the discount. It's shameful, but true. But don't worry. I only lie about furniture. Nothing else. Mm. Are you upset? You smoke? Oh, um, just a little. The minute I heard the lie come out of my mouth, I realized just how much I kind of liked him. If it, if it bothers you, I just... Well, I had a great time. Hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I have an Altoid. Gary, I think you just... No, no, I totally, totally get it. I have a mint here. They're curiously strong. Look. <laughs> here, can you just uh, hold that for a second? Sure. Thanks. Sorry. I don't want to be a jerk, but I, I can't date a smoker. Oh. So... Really? It's a thing I have. I couldn't believe what my crush was saying. I was crushed. And uh, Aiden says, oh, I can't smoke. date a smoker. I can't date a smoker. And Carrie's thinking, wow, that's really a drag. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Joe, do you have any deal breakers? Off the top of your head. Um, I think a deal breaker is... A, that's a deal breaker, ladies. <laughs> I think deal breakers are such an interesting thing. Yeah. Aiden has one. What's yours? Do we think Aiden, like, by the way, lost someone to, like, lung cancer or something? Or is yeah, it just It seems like it's coming principle? from a dark place. Yeah. yeah he's like, it's it's he's a like, thing about me. That. I can't. Yeah. yeah. They don't go into detail. They no. leave it smoky. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because I, I was thinking about it. Like, I... Um, I've never dated someone who smoked. Mm-hmm. And I do think that's a thing that I would probably, like, in a perfect world, it's not really something would permeate that... permeate your existence. Yeah. yeah. I've Literally. been on a date with someone who smoked, and I was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised at how I didn't allow it to, like, ruin the date. For me, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, this is okay." Like, were they physically smoking on the yeah, date? Yeah, like Oof. they like, and that was that was a, a a moment. It was a first for me because um, I I didn't know the person very well, and we met up for this date, and we're sitting there, mm-hmm. and we had ice cream, and then she said, hey, um, "Do you mind if we go outside so I could smoke a cigarette?" Mm. So it was like boom, it was wow. like right okay. there. Yep. So it wasn't a thing where she could like wait till uh, the date was over. It was like I have to smoke right now, um, and so I was confronted with it. Yeah. Um, and she was very like cool and smart and mm-hmm. all the things and um, also a smoker and also a smoker. And so 
I just sort of like was like, oh, I think this is okay. Like, I guess it's like I'll see how I feel. Yeah. Um, but on paper, I think it would be a deal breaker for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I hooked up with a girl once who was a smoker, and I can I can actually like still kind of t- taste like making out with her, yeah. and that it did taste like a cigarette. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really did. Um, so I could see how that would be a deal breaker. Yeah. Um, what about other things? What else? Oh gosh. Like, what if a person was like, I fucking hate my parents. Family's stupid. Like, you have brothers. I've seen pictures of your yeah. cute brothers. And, yeah, like, you seem attractive. to be, I don't know, but you, we've never talked about this, but I feel like you, your family seems to be pretty, like, what if... Um, you know, there was someone who had a very outspoken, like, I fucking hate, I hate my family. I, family is just, yeah. I think I would have to hear their reasons why they hate their family. Yeah. I think something that would definitely be a deal breaker for me would be, like, homophobia or, mm-hmm. um, any type of, like, you know, I don't know. Close-mindedness? Uh, yeah. Maybe? Any, yeah. any type of, um, really hard core prejudices yeah um, would be tough to deal with for me i think yeah. open-minded is like a must yeah it's the opposite of a deal breaker it's like you must have that uh, yes you're a musician tone deaf oh, you know, oh that's interesting oh, what if a girl like gets Couldn't up to sing, sing karaoke all. and she's terrible oh, i wonder about that i don't know i think You've it might never be never encountered this you think wow i think cute it might be first. cute i'm impressed yeah. by you i just I personally would, I think I might have a hard time. I, yeah? Because to me, like, I don't know, a musical aptitude is very, Alec plays, like, yeah. instruments and sings. and. I just feel like there's a lot of people, though, they're like, I can't sing, I'm not a singer. And, like, maybe, I guess it would depend, like, how bad is it? But yeah. if there was a full it's awareness really of it, yeah. right. if she knew, if she knew like it was Like Cameron awful, Diaz in My Best Friend's Wedding, and then she sings anyway, and it's really endearing because cute. she's terrible. Yeah. yeah. If she knows she's bad. And he just realizes how much more he's in love with her. Yeah. All right, fine, you're yeah. right. Yeah. I just don't know what to do with myself. Don't know just what to do with myself. I'm so used to do. Fascinating. Well, um, tobacco to the subject at hand. Um, so, Aiden, you, I hope you're cu- you're cutting to like a sound effect right there, right? <laughs> Always, most definitely. Okay, it's a very specific. It's a cartoon timpani. It's a wow. <gasps> okay, perfect. That's what I've been using because he's been on fire head. the last few episodes. So yeah. Oh, on fire. Um, so, uh, uh-huh. so Aiden's like, you know, this is a deal breaker for yeah. me. You being a smoker. And Carrie, um, you know, she's like, I'm going to give it up. It's a cute guy. And all the ladies, this is the first time we ever hear their perspective on mm-hmm. Carrie smoking. Yeah. And they are all not for it. No. They mm-hmm. are not They say for they've it. just been putting up with it. Yeah, which I think is awesome. Like, yeah, I mean, I just, it's great. I don't know. There's something fascinating about that conversation that I think is a little unexpected, which yeah. is like, they're kind of like, no, we don't like it. No. Yeah. We but, don't and like it. It reminded, it's funny because this is two, the year 2000, this episode. Yeah. yeah. Now we're in 2015. I, I saw a friend's tweet the other day that said, why do people still smoke? Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's a thought that I often have because yeah. I've, and I I know that I'm a rare person that's never dabbled in any of this, anything of the sort. Yeah. But there is this thing where I'm like, I don't, I can't wrap my head around consciously like doing something that 
is crazily unhealthy to my body on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it, in and a lot of the people that smoke and I don't I don't I'm not judging. Yeah. It's an observation um, that like would otherwise be really healthy people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you could still like work out and take care of yourself mm-hmm. and then like yeah. smoke. And I think that watching this episode, I was like, it's so interesting that 15 years ago, yeah. all of the friends are like, it's a terrible idea. Yeah. And yet 15 years later, there's still so many young people yeah. that it's like, whatever, it's still cool or it's yeah. social or it's I'll have a drink and I'll smoke mm-hmm. or whatever it is. I think it's less than it probably was then. I yeah. could be wrong. I have nothing to back that up. But I think I and I grew up with a mother and a father who both smoked all the time and still both smoke all the time. Yeah. I I think in talking to my stepmother, my I've heard that I think my dad is starting to think about pulling back, uh-huh. like realistically. But um, but so it's weird because I grew up never. I never thought that like smoke was a terrible smell. Like it never uh-huh. bothered me, and in some ways, it's like weirdly comforting. Yeah. Sure. Um, and I have dabbled here and there with like social smoking. I had a um roommate in college who um smoked and sometimes I would mm-hmm. um I haven't in years but I I'm one of those weird people who because I grew up with it being totally normative um it's oddly like I get how it's comforting and, and yeah. whatever um I will say that the last time I smoked a cigarette it made me feel kind of sick um because it had just been so long but and also my mother smokes my dad while he smokes doesn't ever smoke inside his house. Mm-hmm. It's a rule at their house. My mm-hmm. mother smokes inside the house all the time. It's in the walls. It smells um, terrible. And I, when I go home, like my nose is, I'm constantly sneezing. I cannot handle yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard to, it's it's hard to get used to. Yeah. yeah. But. I just, I, I love how in the episode, the ladies do not dance around the subject. They mm-hmm. are completely unfiltered. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the end, <laughs> uh, Carrie's on this really great date with Aiden, but she just can't stop she thinking about the cigarette. She decides she wants to quit smoking. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, she's trying to defend her choice of being an addict by being like, whatever, I shouldn't have to change for a man. And the ladies yeah. are like, maybe you should change because it's for gross. Yourself. And she's yeah. like, yeah. Mm, fine. So she decides to quit, but she's mm. an idiot because she's carrying. She's like, I don't need it. It's fine. And doesn't even try to do it. She just mm. throws her cigarettes away. Mm. Yeah. And then goes on this date with Aiden that turns into like this great date. It's this very long date, and um, it's the best, but once they, you know, it just one thing leads to another, and they're at this restaurant, and, like, she's just thinking, like, I gotta get out of this mm-hmm. restaurant and smoke a cigarette, like, we need it really bad, so she's I like, need it. she's like, oh my god, I forgot I had this thing, and then she gets up and she leaves the <laughs> restaurant because she needs... Um, she needs a cigarette so bad and she just leaves Aiden and she leaves her coat behind and uh, she goes outside and she goes to the corner and she pulls out her cigarette and uh, she, she goes right outside it. the restaurant in yeah. full view of like the picture window the restaurant is all windows and she's like oh I'm safe yeah, yeah. 
And I just feel like, what a terrible liar. No, terrible, terrible. So dumb. It's not sneaky. Cigarette flies out of her hand, lands in the gutter. It's smoke on the water. Um, Fire in the sky. And she, but she still, like, kind of rips it apart and, and tokes up or whatever they say. And uh, and Aiden catches her smoking. Is that what the kids yeah. say? And he says, we've got a little problem. We've got a yeah, problem. Yeah, we've got a problem. And you know what? In that moment, I was like, yeah, you do have a problem because... It, it would have been one like part of me was like man he just needs to kind of like cut her some slack that's how yeah. I feel in that I still don't like that moment I don't like when he says that I'm like baby you got a problem you fucking asshole I know yes. but part of me like this time I was like I get now it made more sense like yeah. for I didn't like the way he treated her on the stoop I thought that was mm. premature you don't know her that well and I felt like that was he embarrassed her yeah. And like Wait, she, you're a smoker? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she was like, Oh, and she handled it like incredibly well and was like, I'll get a mint. You know what I mean? Like, whoa. If I'm her, I would just be like, Okay, good night. Yeah. Um but in this moment, because they had established that like she was gonna try, him saying, Hey, we have a problem was less to me about the smoking and more like you just like blatantly lied to me and like you could have mm. told me you were like struggling, this was yeah. an issue and we could have talked about it, but instead you're like in the gutter smoking I a know. cigarette. I know, but my instinct, like, my feminist instinct is like, oh, really, Dad? Fuck yeah, you. Yeah, I know. What yeah, did you tell me what to do with my life, you fucking asshole? Yeah. And then, like, I would take a step back and be like, oh, right, but he's got a point. Yeah. But yeah. my initial reaction is very defensive yes. because yeah. that's who I am. Yeah. Um, but in the end, mm-hmm. she decides to throw the cigarettes out. Down the toilet. And uh, right down the uh, the old pooper. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, we're going to see what happens with Aiden and Carrie as we move mm-hmm. on. This yeah. is a long arc. Yeah, it is. Now, um, now, can we please talk about Stanford's for 30 seconds? Uh, Stanford storyline. Yes, but just for thirty. I know. Yes. Stanford. Here's why I want to talk about it. Just because um, I want to point out uh, that when they're observing Aiden at the furniture show, Stanford yes. sees a guy he likes. Yes. And because they are writing these things as parallels, it's like Carrie sees this guy, and Stanford's like, "I'll come visit you at your country house with your kids." Yeah. And then Carrie says to Stanford, first of all, first of all, um. She, the voiceover is describing the gentleman that they see for Stanford. Mm-hmm. Warm, stylish, and classic gay. Like his outfit. Except he was wearing black, like, actual trash bags, yeah. basically. Like, just, yeah, like, ill-fitting, like, pants. And what was, yeah. What's classic and gay what about an ill-fitting no. black jacket? What is that in general? I don't yeah. know. And also, she says, I'll come visit you in your color swatches. What? Because gay men don't want children? I mean, maybe they don't, but maybe they do fuck you. Yeah. Like, just, yeah, what, so right. hetero people want children and gay people because they can't have kids biologically have to enjoy fashion and design? Yeah. Fuck you. You're like, wrong. maybe they do, maybe they don't, but I'm fuck a, you. I'm a straight man who is interested in marriage and children, and I, for one, really loved what Carrie was wearing in that scene. Yes, yeah. you do. Which Her was coat a of many colors. Dot Blouse, yeah, mm, uh-huh. with some color Her blocking. Her Technicolor dream coat. Yes, mm-hmm. she was. Which, by the way, she wore in the previous episode, and I noticed. Oh, interesting. She doesn't often. Pat Field doesn't often repeat outfits. Oh wow! Yeah, I wouldn't think so. But she okay. did this one, well, and it was classic it so Joe. Yeah. Because yeah, really he was, was like, I like that. I see what you're doing. It's all on the spectrum. Uh-huh. And I just actually, like, despite the fact that I think Stanford's storyline is really stupid with the guy with the dolls and, like, why would this weirdo, like, walk in and go, like, these are my dolls. Whatever. 
But I do love the line that it gets us to where Carrie says to Stanford as he's telling her he had these dolls and it was weird. And Carrie's like, so it's goodbye, Dolly, which I think yes. is really funny. No, that's a great, and I like that. I just love it. Cracks herself up with she it. does. She yes. thought it was pretty funny. And she was right. Yeah. Let's talk about this little know nothing. Um, Miranda Steve storyline uh-huh. that's pretty cute in this episode to wrap us up. So, uh, Miranda and Steve, they're dating, enjoying their lives. Uh, Miranda comes home to find out that Steve Brady has been given an incredible opportunity, mm-hmm. and that is to throw the half court shot at the New York. Knickerbockers game. He won a he won a contest. He ended at Sam Goody's. Yeah, he was at Sam Goody's <laughs> buying a compact disc. Yeah, and uh, he was given the opportunity to win a million fucking dollars. Yeah, and he's gonna practice this free throw, and he's gonna win the million dollars. And he's bouncing his basketball on her Ralph Lauren paint. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I don't know if anyone noticed Miranda's outfit, but I liked. It. She's wearing this like green skirt and like a t-shirt with ladies on it i was too i was too busy looking at steve's cutoff shirt yeah (laughs) and his shorts yeah he's like it's fucking amazing yeah yeah Yeah, he swore a lot in that he did did it was fuckity fuck this fuck that god he's so good he's such a good actor isn't he like the when he genuinely gets mad oh yeah for okay so the you know the story is he he's got this shot and he wants Miranda to come outside. This shows you what like just a nothing storyline this is. Yeah. Oh, I think it's he important. Wants, he wants Miranda to come outside and watch the him heart of shoot hoops. Yeah, you know for this million dollar shot. And Miranda's like, okay, that that's fine. And she does like her Cynthia Nixon does the amazing thing of just being an okay. amazing actress. Yeah. And yeah, like she plays like being kind of slightly off put really mm-hmm. well she does that yeah so he's well. like you know the half court shot and million dollars she's like kind of but go ahead yeah which is cute so she's like okay and he's like frustrated that she's not coming outside and the question he asks himself he's like you know I-, I want you to come outside why do i have to jump through so many hoops i go to law things for you i do your shit yeah why the fuck yeah. Aren't you coming to my, you miss my fucking stuff? You missed my last pun. What'd you Hoops. say? Swish. What did you say? Anyway. Oh, swish. Uh, it went over oh, my no. head. I get it. Yeah, but the yes, one before that. Yes, jump through hoops. Yeah. I'm sorry. It was a I'll slam put dunk. The, I'll put the... <laughs> Good, Joe. Thank you. Um, I'm sorry. I was taking yeah. it so seriously. <laughs> Thank you. I was taking all of this so seriously because I think yeah. it is important. It's a small storyline, but I think it says a lot about Miranda and Steve's relationship. Well, yeah. And how she, she realizes she needs to come correct. And Miranda has that little scene with Carrie where Carrie says, like, I have a crush. And yeah. Miranda doesn't think of Steve when she thinks yeah. of having a crush. Yeah. And how does she Miranda. not think of that? That's like an easy layup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it is. So, Carrie um, gave her the assist. Yeah. And she yeah. just alley-ooped it into the yeah. net. Yeah, it was nothing but net. Sports. <laughs> Um, time out. Um, so, uh, mm, Magnolia Bakery. So Steve gets mad at yeah. Miranda. He's like, you don't care about this. Like you only care about your shit. Yeah. Not all your he's not shit. wrong. And but I, not and wrong. I, you know what I love about it is he says, 
I want you to care about this even if you think it's stupid. Yes, that's like, right. Like, it's about the principle of He's the thing. He's very Can articulate. you see how excited yeah. I am about it? Then maybe you should be excited about it. Too. Yeah. That's right. Luckily for Steve, Miranda rebounds. She comes down the <laughs> stairs, and she's there for him. She's there to cheer him on, yes. you know? She's there to be there for and him. And I love Miranda. Like, we get this a few key times. Um... When Cynthia Nixon just makes Miranda so excited, and she does that yell, yes. that woo. Yeah, yeah. She does it for Br- little Brady in one of the movies or both of them. I don't know, but it it fills my heart with joy because yes. it's real. Yeah. And yes. she's yes. just yes. like Miranda's very like buttoned up a lot of the time. She has to be. When she wants to let loose, she goes woo. Yeah. And you feel that. Yeah. It's good. All right, hot shot. Show me what you got. Yeah, I love that there was a. Then it cuts to a voiceover of uh, Sarah Jessica Parker saying, "Steve didn't make the half court shot. <laughs> <laughs> like clearly, they couldn't shoot in Madison no, Square Garden. No way. That was no. never going to happen. No. So let's yeah. just wrap it up. Steve just didn't get it done. Do it. No, yeah. you know it's a it's a cute story. It is, and even though Miranda was initially foul, you know tonight they're going into overtime. <laughs> For a guy who doesn't care much about sports, you are on fire tonight. Yeah, you're really he could go all the way. Uh, double dribble. Um, no, so, uh, that didn't work. That you know, look, I don't, I don't like watching this episode. Yes. Um, just for pleasure, only because of the problematic Samantha storyline. Mm-hmm. But the but Carrie meeting Aiden, this is very important. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, the, the Brad kisser. Yeah. I'm it, sorry, the bad kisser. Thank you. If you're gonna like, let's say that uh, you were like dating somebody new and they had never seen Sex in the City before yeah. and you were going through it chronologically you'd show them this you'd episode you yeah, wouldn't yeah, skip yeah. this episode you'd have to show you it you just put their hand, your hands over their ears during all the Samantha stuff yeah right um, so you know it's in, in, in that sense it's very important it's canonical sure. Yeah. for sure and we got to see Carrie on a Saturday morning and there's Gosh. really nothing better than I that. I feel strange um, when we were watching this and I realized we were watching Carrie and Aiden together I realized that I never in some ways I never thought we'd get here with this podcast like yeah. I intended to go all the way and still do but like it always has seemed so far off mm-hmm. getting to some of these really mm. core episodes mm-hmm. where yeah. like the shit's getting real, and we're here. Yeah, Aiden is here. We're here. We're it's here. Crazy, Joe. It was so great having you. It was just the most fun. I hope you had it was fun. Such a, oh gosh! And just as always, you had this the best stuff to contribute, and I Thank like you. getting to know you and um, having a platform for us to discuss current issues. Yeah, issues. Ditto. Same, um, as yeah. the kids would say. Go buy Josie P. Please go do. buy it. Yeah. Two L's, two T's. Fucking Joe Gillette bitches. Yeah. Now, Joe, we're going to say until next time, and then we're all going to say carry on. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Okay, here we go. So until next time, carry, carry on. on.